This is exactly right. Start talking about murder. I don't know. Hey, Karen, how was your day? It was pretty good. Did you get murdered? I did, and I lived through today. How about yourself? Didn't get murdered. See, that's all we want. Yeah. That's all anyone wants. We're helping people not get murdered. I bet people did get murdered today, though. A lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. to those people. Yeah. We're sorry your time ended. It'll start again soon enough. Well, the day's not over yet either, so... (laughs) Right, I have to walk to my car. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, the door is locked, because of course it is. Home invasion robbery. Big fear of mine. Is it really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, around here, that's that's a reasonable fear. Yeah. Except for when you have people close by. Yeah. That's a great thing. Do you know you're across the hall neighbors? Yeah, they're nice. They like me. Great. But I, the other, um, a couple nights ago, I was thinking about how someone could break in here, and I was thinking about how they could parkour up the wall and into my balcony. <laughs> like, you're, some parkouring criminal. You're afraid to get murdered by Spider-Man? Yeah. That would be. Well, yeah. You're the one person he murders instead of saves. <laughs> right. That would be a bummer. Um, this is my favorite murder. I'm Georgia. I'm Karen. Let's start with a, a, new, a piece of news based on murdery stuff. Okay, good. Okay, so you know how, um, Karen, you know how one of the many uh, ways that you can collect and present evidence is by matching hair follicles from the scene to the, the person or the murderer or whatever? Yep. Turns out it's a completely bunk science. No. Yes. And the Justice Department is acknowledging that nearly <sighs> every examiner of an elite FBI forensic unit gave flawed testimony in almost all trials no. in which they offered evidence against criminal defendants over more than two decade period. No. Yep. 95% of the 268 trials viewed so far says that they overstated forensic matches. Holy, no, this is humongous. I know because I've seen shows where they do this and I'm like, great, legit. That's crazy. Every I feel like every forensic files that I've seen, the hair match, right? And they're other. like pulling up yes. those like the microscopic things, yeah. the slides, and you see the ridges and you see the color. It turns out in one of the cases, it turned out to be dog hair that they found. Oh, it wasn't shit. even human hair, and the guy got convicted on it. Um, do you know that in the the guy, it's the Atlanta child killings. The guy, that guy, they only had him on carpet fibers. Holy shit. Which one's that? He that's the one where there was a uh, tons of little kids in Atlanta, little black kids only oh, yeah. that were getting murdered. And they had this guy and he is super suspicious cuz he was like, "Do you want to be a star?" posters all around the neighborhood and yeah. he had a recording studio, mm. which is like textbook like pedophilic yeah. tr- entrapment stuff or also a, a way to get a, a star a young star on yeah. the rise. But these kids were like getting dumped they were getting murdered and then thrown into the river. So like, mm-hmm. and and then one night it was like connected to him because one night someone was near the bridge where a kid was rolled up in carpet and dumped over. Mm. And then his car was spotted like somewhere nearby. Yeah. And they, they, tra- they got him on it, but it was all about matching the carpet the kid was 
wrapped uh-huh. up in to carpet somewhere else in the home or in the car. That the same... Yeah, he, like, there was a big piece of carpet cut out of his house? Yeah, right? I think so. I That's mean, now it's... stupid, right? Yes. But the idea of that were... Because it's such a believable piece of evidence. Well, you know what? Another one is that might be flawed that is one of my favorite ways to collect evidence besides handwriting analysis mm. is blood spatter evidence. That they might totally debunk that too. Really? Which I fuck. I feel like it. It's. Oh, I mean, yeah. I guess it doesn't. How How do you scientifically prove those things? True. Every for every single time. Uh, which, of course, puts me in the mind of the staircase where right. all that blood spatter and I mean, that was a big part of that documentary yeah. was all that. But but are they saying that the science of how it lands and all that kind of stuff isn't real? Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's it. There's you can't call it scientific evidence because it's not science. It's kind of like conjecture. It's like, yeah, and magic talk <laughs> but so are when do they get to the part where they throw out owls because <laughs> i feel like if or, you can use these things to get someone to confess then great but using it like the only thing to convict someone that's insane yeah well but also i think it's fascinating uh like the um memphis west memphis mm-hmm. three where you can get stupid people to confess very easily. Right, that's true. And peep and the, those tactics. The other thing they need to reform is like keeping people in a room for twelve hours mm-hmm. with no food and water, mm-hmm. and asking them the same question over and over, and yeah. eventually having them just kind of go insane and want to be out yeah. of there. And you lead the conversation. Yeah. Um, you convince them that they did it. They're not confessing because they want to get out of there sometimes. It's like, maybe I fucking did it and forgot, right? They te- yeah, they tell you all these possibilities. It's crazy. It is super crazy. And- However, if there's some fucking creepy-ass dude and there's a missing blonde kid and they find a long blonde hair in his trunk, why would her, you know, why would that long blonde hair be in there? Because he's a wig maker. Because his mother has long yeah. blonde hair. Because this. Yeah. I mean, there's... Exactly. It's the kind of thing where... It's like saying being creepy is illegal. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. Is that, that it's that thing of like you can't wear a black shirt. Depending on which part of the country you live in, right. certain things aren't allowed. Right. So that, culturally. That, <clears throat> that ties into my favorite murder today. Is, does it really? I want to hear your favorite. Let's do, let's tell each other our favorite murders. Okay, wait, you don't want to use that natural segue to go into yours? <laughs> I you feel like then I would be talking too much. You, up too much of the... <laughs> but you know this is a podcast, okay. right? <laughs> okay. I'll go into mine. Get so into mine, talking. Okay. As a segue into mine yes. is that yeah, he act this person had like Led Zeppelin and like death metal band posters on the wall. So they were like he's but I feel like it was in the early nineties, yeah. So this my favorite murder is um a man was tried and convicted and put to death for this murder. Oh shit. But it might probably isn't a murder in the first place. What? Have you heard of... Oh, my God. His name. Have I not heard of this one? That I would. That's what I would love. Okay. His name is Cameron Todd Willingham. <clears throat> in the early 90s, he busted out of his house that was engulfed in flames, and his three little daughters 
died in it. Oh no! Have you heard of this one? No. It's like a big. It's a big case about like the innocent pro- innocence project and 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 debunking the arson arson investigator's testimony that ended up being just completely bullshit and wrong. Oh no! Yeah. So dead, dead children. Dead high children. stakes. We start out high stakes on this one. Yeah. He was fucking put to death for this. Okay. Fuck. Texas. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't mess. Um, so, yeah, he... And they think that what, how it really started... So the, the arson investigator said that they found um, puddles where accelerant would have been and, like, the, and the, the uh, outline of where the accelerant had been, you know, distributed around the apartment cause, or the house because the... Burns don't happen this way, and this is what fires do, and here's, you know, we've been studying this for years and years. Right. But it's... We all saw backdraft. Right, yeah. exactly. So uh, it turns out that that's just bullshit. And the the neighbors and the firefighters and all the people who initially got there said that he seemed so insanely distraught and was trying to get back into the house, but he couldn't because it was on fire. And then they, they later changed their testimony and be like, yeah, he was too upset. I think it was fake. And no, he didn't seem upset at all. He moved his car, and then he, they said he moved his. He said he moved his car so it wouldn't explode, and add to the fire if it caught on fire. Right. I don't know, but I don't. Maybe he's guilty though. I mean, maybe, but so sorry. Would he be guilty of wanting his family dead? Just like was his wife gone? His wife was gone at the time, and he said he was sleeping and heard his daughter say "Daddy," and he and it was already smoke, heavy smoke. So he left the house with the children inside. He tried, yeah. He said he tried to get to them, but the fire had originated in their bedroom. The children? Yes. Okay. So he couldn't get to them. Hmm. And he tried to go back in. He tried breaking windows. I know. <laughs> See, I was like of one mind when you started this story. That just turned me hard. Well, here's what they say probably happened, and I kind of can see this and believe it that they they used. Um, Space heaters. Yes, like those things old, are deadly. Yeah, old junky space heaters yeah. that literally are on fire. The daughter liked to lay near it and fuck with it. Mm-mm. And her fucking blankie probably caught on fire. And her cheap Kmart polyester pajamas. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wait, this was the 90s? Yes. 91. When I was growing up, those pajamas were covered in stuff that caught on fire. Yeah. How are we not dead <laughs> from the 80s and 90s? It's a miracle. It's like anyone that's my age is is a total... Kind of a, just a walking miracle. Yeah, that we got to this point. No seatbelts. No, you got left home alone all the time. Can you imagine having a kid and watching them fucking run full throttle into death? Fuck. Well, here's the thing. It's that thing. Like, it's the moralistic thing of, oh, no man. Mm-hmm. Uh, which kind of ha- it goes back to that, the thing that happened. The last episode mm-hmm. when we talked about it, like, no man would let his wife get raped in front of him or whatever. Right. It makes me want to say that of, like, no man would leave a house where his three children are burning. Right. But the instinct to get out. To live. And the heat, the amount of heat. I mean, think of, like, the last time you cooked something and, like, the pan was hot and you yeah. touched a pan. Yeah. That's what the walls would have been like if right. the house is on fire. I mean, in reading his account, it sounds like it was, it, it, it was already up in smoke and he came out got a breath and tried to go back in but just it was walls of black smoke and he couldn't get in what's the poster like the metal posters and stuff what is that about um there was like an iron maiden poster that had like a skull and crossbones on it and they're like he's satanic and he's a sociopath and here's the proof because he has a like like a, a sword 
and a heart tattoo on his arm. So he's into the cult, cultism and Satanism. And it's just like that kind of small, <laughs> that small town shit, you know? Yes. In the 90s. And now that would be anyone, if you went to Intelligentsia right now, it's like, oh, so this whole place is mm-hmm. filled with Satanists. Although I, I have a feeling that there's places in this country where you could still get, you know, that's evidence towards you being a murderer still. Yeah, for sure. Thank God we don't live there. Because, and also, think of how creepy it would be if you were the fire investigator and you were walking through a burnt yeah. house and you see... but Because that's... Those people, they're just people and they're just civil servants. Yeah. So, like, they go in and see dead children totally. in a room. They're first responders. Yeah. That's a huge emotional reaction. Yeah. They look up and see a pentagram poster or whatever the yeah. thing is and they're not thinking... Uh, let's not be reactionary right. or whatever. Right. They're just human beings going, this whole thing looks like living hell. Yeah, or look at this pentagram. Let's look for accelerant traces and yeah. you can find them if you look. Or, you know, I can't remember how they explained away the um, accelerant. Maybe that, oh, they did say something weird that I was like, meh, that there was accelerant in the door frame. Yeah. Like lighter fluid. And when the firefighters came, there was a barbecue grill on the porch. Maybe that's it got blasted off and that's how the lighter fluid got there which sounds like a little fishy but it could happen it uh, totally and also it doesn't sound like they they didn't it wasn't like they're running a tight ship over there right right it doesn't sound like if you have shitty old space heaters yeah the probably the rest of your house is like a lot of random paper towels in bad places and (laughs) stuff right right? i mean oh there was a refrigerator blocking the second door in the kitchen all this you know it's like but my dad used to talk all the time because my dad was a San Francisco fireman and he would talk constantly about how stupid people were about stuff like at Christmas when they're there they would not water their tree cover it in lights leave the lights on all night and people and then and everything's next to old curtains or like that people don't even realize or like I'll just take the time right now to tell everybody, clean out the lint trap in your dryer every time you do a load of dry uh, every time you dry a load because that's the number one way people's houses catch on fire. Wow. You know really? when you pull off like that big crazy sweater of lint trap? Because it's so much fun to and see all the lint. It's again. the, like, right? And it's like a big thick yeah. thing. But that's how people's houses catch wow. on fire. Also, battery. I heard the thing about batteries. If you leave like a D battery out and near another one, they can spark somehow together and light on fire. Is that true? You have to, like, oh, dispose of the most like crazy way. Yeah. I worry all the time. I know. Well, and some people don't at all. I know. And that's why shit like that happens. They're just like, you know, yeah. we'll see what happens. Yeah. But that's fucked up. Three little kids died because of that. E- no, yeah. Either way. And in the beginning, his wife was like, he's absolutely innocent on his side. Later, she divorced him and kind of went back and forth between if he was innocent or guilty. In the end, when he was put to death, she thought he was guilty. Oh, but she went I back and forth a her. couple times. Yeah. How could you not? Yeah. And also, it's not... You didn't lose one child. You lost all of your children. Of and now there's uh, there's kind of a backlash because there was a uh, there was a prison informant that he shared a cell with um, who's now... Who, who testified that this, this uh, Cameron Willingham guy uh, confessed to the murders. But now it's coming that he actually had been, like, paid with money and less jail time to testify. Yep. And, uh, yeah. Jailhouse, uh, tests. Oh, yeah. Like, it's also 
in how do you ever go no this guy's really telling the truth right. this time this though. one yeah. is trustworthy this is it because it perfectly fits our investigation and what we need to hear right now and now we have the information yeah. i have a hard time when like in this article that i was reading it's not, uh, in the new yorker it's called trial by fire um they were saying that like his parole officer had said how nice and sweet he was which i i can never sociopaths are the nicest, most charming people you'll ever meet. So I, I don't believe any of that. I don't give a shit about nice. Yeah. Nice does not qualify for anything with me because it's the easiest way to be. Right. Nice is not a big deal. I don't like charming. I'm creeped no. out by charming people. Yeah. You know? Well, they want something. Right. I mean, everybody does. But, yeah. like, if you're going to be, if you're going to put the energy behind being charming, yeah. then there's something going on. Yeah. There's an agenda at play. Also, if you feel like you need to please every single person that you meet, you've got a fucking emotional, mental issue. That Yeah, there's something going on. Right. I mean, truly, at the end of the day, give me an asshole. <laughs> And I don't mean that the way you think <laughs> and want me to mean it. I didn't it. think about it until just now. But yeah. But you know what? But you stand by that. <laughs> I stand by it in every interpretation. No. Of just like people who are self-possessed enough yeah. to not care what other people think or yeah. need them, need to manipulate what other people think. That's what it is. It's like, I'm going to make you think this certain thing about me. Yeah. That's where that's the problematic thing. That scares opinion. me so much that I just don't ever believe anyone until I know them well enough. But I think that's the healthiest way. Yeah, that's true. Because I remember being in my twenties and getting tricked by plenty <gasps> of people who I'm sure were sociopaths yeah. or just deep narcissists. Yeah. And you kind of, I think, eventually you learn. You know, you just yeah. start picking up on those signs, yeah. and that's a good thing. Right. That's what we're supposed to do. Uh, this is my therapy session. <laughs> let's like let's do half murder, half half uh, kind of a psychological analysis okay. of how to be. Mm -hmm. It's all intertwined, isn't we it? We should tell everyone because I mean, who else are they going to hear it from? Right. Yeah. Listen to us. This is kind of a DIY how to live. Right. It's a lifestyle podcast. Yeah. Let's get that lifestyle with the murder ready. theme. Right. Um, lifestyle, death style. Yeah. How to decorate your murder. <laughs> Four DIY ways to decorate your murder. Splatter, splatter, splatter. <laughs> <laughs> it might not be a viable way to approve a case, yeah. but it still looks great on the wall. And put your hair everywhere because they can't convict you now with that. They can't do shit about it. Put your carpet fibers where you want. Yeah. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant? Like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough 
to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. Uh, what's your favorite murder, Karen? My favorite murder this week is, uh, one that I was so, I've been so excited to talk about because I, this was one of those ones where I went deep Wikipedia one mm-hmm. night alone mm-hmm. and had no, it was too late at night and often there are not very many friends I have that I can be like, guess what? <laughs> guess, guess what about these children that were murdered in yeah. the late 70s? Yeah. Not until I met you. Yeah. No, it, we're the only people that won't text back. Are you okay? Are you <laughs> doing okay? Are you? What's really going on? Yeah. Um, so there were these, Mur- four kids were murdered in Oakland County, uh, Michigan, mm-hmm. in the late 70s. Mm-hmm. And they this whole case was called the Oakland County Child Killings. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sounds fucking awesome already. Right? So they found a 12-year-old boy kidnapped and raped and smothered. And that was the first one. Wow. Um, and uh, then, like... A week later, these I I didn't write down. I didn't I do know. my super accurate homework. Listen, but if people are coming here for facts, they're in the wrong fucking place. Yeah, and also I, it's all off Wikipedia, so you can get right. it and really really enjoy it for yourself firsthand. Mm. But mm. essentially, all eleven and twelve year old children, and so it goes: a boy and then a girl. A twelve year old girl was found kidnapped, not raped, right. bathed, fed, and then shot. Point blank and left in the snow. How was the first kid killed? Uh, uh, Smothered. Smothered. So those aren't the same murderer, probably. Well. Right? They don't, they don't, they probably didn't connect them then. Okay. But then the third kid, Mm -hmm. who was an 11-year-old boy, Mm -hmm. uh, who was kidnapped and so he was gone for like, he disappeared and... So on, say, the seventh day or whatever, they went on the, the parents went on the news mm-hmm. and said, please, um, you know, bring him home so we can give him his favorite dinner, Kentucky Fried Chicken. You know, the, that yeah. thing they do to personalize. Yeah. And the next day they found his body 
Don't tell me he had Kentucky Fried Chicken in his belly. Raped, smothered with Kentucky Fried Chicken <laughs> left in his belly. No. Exactly what you didn't want to hear. Oh, my God. And he was also washed uh, like the girl oh, was. His okay. nails were trimmed. Oh. His uh, uh, clothes were spotless. They were washed and pressed. And fuck? his body was still warm when they found it. <gasps> so... That's when they knew something super terrible was happening. Oh, my God. And then the last girl uh, was 11, and she was, she disappeared, she was kidnapped, and then she was found murdered. So the girls were not sexually interfered with, yeah. and the boys were raped. Yeah. Um, so that was just, that was like a big thing that happened, and they called, they, so after they got all that information, they called him the babysitter killer. Which is, it's fucked up and almost sweet to him. Because the way he treated the because kids. Because the way he, well, because of the way he left them. Oh. So, which kind of implies the way he treated them was yeah. nice, except for, we all know that's not true. Right. And imagine. Um, because he kept them for a while, which is a lot, but the nightmare alive. part. Alive, alive. alive. So... Yeah, so that's horrifying. Ugh, so I, I feel like but when you're alive, there's some chance of escape. Like, there's some hope left. Yes. Well, while it's still happening, for sure. Yeah. But then, it's just that thing of, like, uh, it, it, it's the, it, it goes to the total insanity and, and I don't know. What, depravity? I wish I knew the difference. Yes, depravity, for mm -hmm. sure. But, like, when you're really psychotic or whatever, where you're keeping the thing you're going to murder, yeah. like, you know, this is all the plan. And so you're keeping a child like a pet That's or whatever. Insane. It's just beyond. Um, but when they started looking at the suspects that were around Oakland County, mm -hmm. um, one of the people, and this is, this is where I went down the hole. One of the people that was a suspect was like a 24 year old rich kid and his name, uh, shit, I'm not going to find it. Um, dang it. Uh, okay. Christopher Bush. Okay. So his father mm -hmm. was like either the GM or the vice president of, uh, of one of the huge motor companies. Okay. Wait, it might have been GM and his father was the vice president of okay. GM or it's one of those ones. Yeah. Hugely rich. He was always in this big mansion by himself. His parents were always, like, working or on vacation or whatever. And there was a constant stream of young boys mm. coming in and out of the house. Why? Because he was a child molester. Oh. So he was paying kids oh my God. to come over and whatever. And so he got arrested for um, sexual assault and child molestation several times. Yeah. Like, he was a known pedophile. So how the fuck those people stay out? Because he was rich. So his, oh. he, they always bought him out of jail Jesus. and cleared him and whatever mm -hmm. and tried to do stuff. And he, uh, so they went and found him and started looking through his room and looking through all his stuff. And they thought that they found a picture of one of the boys. I think it was supposed to be Tim, the uh -huh. third one, um, screaming <gasps> like a drawing of him with his hoodie on. Cause I think they said he was found in a hoodie or something. So it was a picture of him with the hoodie looking like he was in total terror. Oh my God. Uh, but they don't know for sure that yeah. that's who the face was, but that's what he looked like. And so it was like, it was the circumstantial evidence. That's they were, such a small thing to go on though. Yeah. And they were trying to put all that together, but apparently his room was really messy and filled with all kinds of creepy stuff. And then one of the things that they connected because apparently, so that kid, Christopher Bush, 
of uh, they confiscated eight rolls of film in his room, and it was all uh, kitty porn. Holy shit. And then they find out, and this is the thing that stuff like this is what makes me so fascinated. It piques my interest in it. It's probably the writer in me where it's like, this is such a good story, yeah. separate from tragedy or whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> they figure out that there is um, an island. So I guess there's like an island chain up way north in the peninsula area of Michigan. Mm-hmm. And one of them is called North Fox Island. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it was empty, they thought. And they find out that there is a Christian boys camp. Mm-hmm. A, a There's a camp like St. Somebody's for uh, wayward boys oh, on North Fox Island. Oh, the only way time. to get on or off the island is by plane. There's one airstrip down the center of it. Uh-huh. And that when they go to investigate the this island, uh, they find out that they had set up this fake boys camp to get um, boys, uh, like, poor children who would sign up for a place like that. So it was like this free thing, of, uh-huh. like, come. And they were all being used in kiddie porn. It was just a kiddie porn ring. It was a kiddie porn ring. So then when they showed up, that's what was happening. Oh. And it was nightmare. I mean, like, that's like a that's like a Friday the Thirteenth Freddy Krueger nightmare movie that's right the there. Thing for you. Which part of it do you obsess about? The idea that these boys would be there thinking they get to go to camp, mm. and what that turns into, and the nightmare that it would be on that island. Yeah. And also then when they go back, because someone I was talking to somebody about that, and they're like, "Why wouldn't they say anything?" And I was like, "I bet you these were the kids." Yeah. They were probably getting kids out of juvie or in situations where they don't have their foster kids or, like, right. the most underrepresented. And they're already wayward, so no one believes these little shits Exactly, they get in so much trouble. Right. Or they're paid, I bet, because it turns out the guy that owns the island mm-hmm. is this multimillionaire. Oh, no. That um, when, when they bust it, they find out and whatever they realize that this camp is, there's no church affiliation. There's no affiliation. It's just these, it's a pedophile ring that had art also been operating in like the really bad part of Detroit that was well known where like kids on the street, they would get kids and pay them and get them into that ring and, and pay them to have sex with them. And it was just this whole huge, ugly thing, full on exploitation of poor children. Holy shit. So that gets exposed in the in the babysitter killer investigation. <laughs> That's fun. Which is amazing. And then they they just I just read an article that they found a man. So they had all these people that they suspected. Mm-hmm. Um and they found a man named Ted Lambergine mm-hmm. who they uh they got on kitty on those kitty porn charges where he was definitely involved in that that there was the the ring that they busted in the bad part of Detroit. Uh, um, he was a, somehow definitely linked to okay. it or whatever okay. it was. And then, oh, and this was a thing where a prisoner, a detective from Detroit was out in California interviewing someone about something else. Mm-hmm. And then the prisoner was like, I know who your babysitter killer is. Holy shit. And says it's Ted Lambergine. I knew him from this pedophile ring. We'd all go and pay to fuck kids in Detroit, oh, essentially. Oh, my God. And this guy told me, he basically pointed to a picture and said, doesn't that look like Tim, whoever, the third little boy? Oh, my God. And so 
that that detective went back and went and they started casing this guy who is now 70 and only leaves his house to go to church and da 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 and like living like this silent old man that no one knows anything about and then they go into his house and they find all this evidence (gasps) and he will not admit that he was the babysitter killer but he first but like all the evidence points to it all the evidence points to that and he and they have him on all the pedophile charges and all the the ring charges and all that does he when did this happen when did he get busted 2005 oh my god yeah so and they uh oh oh christopher bush the rich kid killed himself (gasps) in 1978 so they kind of like assumed it was him mm-hmm. because there was all that weird evidence and stuff. So then the Ted Lambergine thing, they like kind of came out of the blue. Are we okay with Christopher Bush killing himself because he was a child molester or do we not think that we're allowed to make that judgment call? I mean, we can kind of do anything we want. Can we? Like, if yeah. that guy, if these people can pay children to rape them, Seriously. we can make judgment calls on these motherfuckers. Yeah. Like I never want to say I'm glad someone's dead. But it's probably for the best that this person was harassed so much by the cops that he killed himself. Well, yes, because, and also I bet you he killed himself for lots of other reasons. Right, of like in, the, in so far as that he lived a life where this terrible thing that he, a compulsion he couldn't control, was basically being okayed by his rich parents yeah. who didn't give enough of a shit about him to take any real action. Wow. So he was trapped in this weird world of money. Yeah. I mean, I think that's also really fascinating, too, of, like, you, that's a person that gets to do whatever they want because of money, same as those people at the North Fox Island. Yeah, so, like, what, what did, did that guy get, uh... Those people all disappeared. The guy <gasps> that owned the island, they escaped to Europe. Holy shit. Like, flew, left the island, and flew away, and they just money. couldn't find him or extradite him. Money. I love that that was this island that no one thought, you just take it over. Who's gonna fucking know? Right. And build an entire camp there. A, a fake church camp. Yeah. Yeah, it's... I mean, to me, ki- like, pedophiles and kitty porn, that kind of shit, is the darkest. Yeah. I, I... Like, serial killers that just kill random people, obviously. Not good. Yeah. But that kind of stuff... Yeah. Where you... What is wrong with that person where that's... They're not just doing the wrong thing, but they are... They're loving doing the right. wrong thing, and to and specifically to helpless people who can't make any decisions about where you know you no don't control. Think, yeah, you don't think the way you do as an adult when you're a kid. You don't understand what's happening to you. Yeah, it's so it's super ugly, and yeah. it's like that. Ex, it's exploitation. It's just the dark. It's the darkest. Yeah. to me, it's like the closest thing to real monsters. Those people are real monsters. Definitely. Yeah. Kind of a bummer, though, too. <laughs> so they're arresting the 70-year-old, and that's how it's ending? Yeah, well, they they got him on the other charges, yeah. but they can't get him. They don't have enough uh, hard evidence what? on those murders, but they're positive. They, they lined up, because he also, the murder stopped when he moved to <gasps> Cleveland. And when he moved to Cleveland, he started going to church every day. Mm. And they think that the priest there knows... Like, they think he confessed yeah. to that priest, and the priest isn't saying it. Yeah. They, there's all kinds of things like that that are very clear, and it was like the days he w- wasn't at work, oh, or the yeah. days the children disappeared, all kinds of stuff. Those are always so interesting to me, or like finding out that someone, you know, had someone clock in for them, even though they, or they have an alibi, and it turns out it's total bullshit, and here's how they know, and I, I just yes. think that's so fascinating, the detective work that it takes to yeah. find that. And also those poor detectives... 
like the way your life gets affected by having to go and investigate these people. I mean, nothing justifies the crazy murdering that's happening on the street of most black people today in America. I will never, I never ever mean anything is justified in that way. What I mean is that the, when you like as a detective, when you have to visit time and again, people who are depraved. Mm-hmm. So it's not just crime mm-hmm. or like I'm desperate and on drugs and yeah, so I'm doing this or thing. I got in a fight with my wife and killed her. Yeah. It's the depravity yeah. of like a child rapist murderer. The, uh, coming oh, face to face with the actual evil thing, which you and I probably never will unless we search it out, but these detectives knock then wood. knock on wood. <laughs> but these people have to then delve as deep as they can into it. And all the facts. Right. And not kill them so that they can be brought to justice yeah. and have some jailhouse justice and just get killed terribly in right. jail. But the, That's the ideal. But them, get, them getting even arrested is a small, you know, can't be a huge percentage of, of them. So even getting someone arrested has to be hard. So imagine retiring yeah. after never having solved this case. Oh. No, that's terrible. I know. And it, and it ruins people's lives yeah. to go investigate this stuff and to discover this, like, Ugh. it's just the seamy underside. Yeah. And I only, I, I surfed it on Wikipedia and was just like, I'm mesmerized by how horrifying it is. Are you watching the new season of Fargo? Oh, yes. This is related. That's not like an, like, anyways, <laughs> children are dead. That's not how I meant. But how this, the cop in it is went to war and is now seeing all this insane stuff at home. Yes. And the what it, the toll it must take on you to have gone to war and seen shit that you would never tell anyone about and then come home and do that too as a cop? Yes. Which how is how it happens a lot of the yeah. time. Uh, yeah. I, I just started thinking about the fact that this, with the whole France bombing, people talking about going to war again, mm. where I was like, how many... We don't have that many more men left that uh, that this country hasn't ravaged. Yeah. Who do they think they're going to send to war? Right. Who's going to, who's going to, yeah, the people who are going to, ugh, yeah. It's Enlist or have already enlisted. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah. And then how do you, I mean, there are plenty of people who come home and make lives, mm-hmm. but they're probably the people that didn't have super terrible things happen right. to them. But there's, it's still bad. I know there's plenty of people where it's just, it's still a horrific experience. Yeah. I love that TV show so much. It's so amazing. Fargo, this season is fucking out of control. It's, it's so cinematic. It's gorgeous. It's crazy. And um, I love that Native American. He's a doll. He's <laughs> Kirsten he's a Dunst doll. is, I would just watch a whole thing of her day. Yes. She's so funny in it. Well, and also that it finally came together of her and all those magazines, which I never paid attention to before. The stacks of magazines she, everywhere. I didn't think that, that she wants to escape. Is that what it's for? Yes. Okay. Like when she finally sat down with Ted Danson right. and they started talking. These are spoiler alerts. Right. Sorry, everybody. She's like, but. here's why I have this obsession is because I'm not supposed to fucking be here. Yeah. 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 And, and that, then that that's his childhood home. Yes. That they live in and how fucking depressing to just live the, your whole life in the same house. Yes. And there's some people that are happy with that and yes. want it. Yes. And then if, there's some people who just dream of going to California. I know. It's amazing. Why do I think it would be so much easier then than it is now to like break away and do that? Cause you in the get, 70s? Because you can't get traced. You could go and change your fucking identity. Yeah, probably. Yeah. 
Yeah, I thought there was one part where she was on the bus, and I was like, oh, she's out of there. Yeah. This, she, we're not going to see Kristen Dunst anymore. Nope. And she said, here's the thing. Kristen Dunst is one of the most brilliant actresses of our time, yeah. and no one knows. I am. Su- I was very surprised to like her this much in it. When I saw her, I was like, oh, okay, here we go. But fuck, she's so good. Well, because I saw her, and I thought, oh, this is going to be like a quote-unquote comeback thing. Mm-hmm. But... She is, every person in that cast is brilliant, and Mm -hmm. she's equally brilliant. I agree. I'm proud of her. I am too. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. Good for her. We're definitely ending it on an up now. Are we? I think we are. Oh, should we? I have Tom... Sibley's death story. Oh yes, that's a great. So yeah, okay, all right. We're gonna explain. Uh, Yeah, you explain. So I think we said this in our last episode, but we want to hear other people's stories of like murders that they grew up with, or things that happened in their hometown, or the one like murder story you tell of right from Mm -hmm. your hometown, or Mm -hmm. the thing that you know. And so this was we were all at our friend Matt McCarthy's birthday party, and Georgia was smart enough to ask. Our friend Tom Sibley, who's a comic and a uh, lover of wrestling, mm-hmm. as is, yes. as is our Vince and Matt from the Feral Audio podcast. We watch wrestling, of yeah. Uh, so this is his hometown murder story. Yeah. Okay. Oh, hey, this is Tom Sibley. Uh, my murder story is where my parents live. I'm not gonna say where they live. It's an island in uh, New Jersey. And um, there was a guy that everyone used for their upholster. He made really good couch cushions, especially for outdoor furniture, like outdoor cushions. Everyone has his stuff. And um, he killed his mother because he lived with his mother. And he killed her and he kept her, like, in the house for months. And, like, no one knew where where his mother was and et cetera, et cetera. Later on, it came out that he had killed her and was just kind of keeping her body in the house how did he kill her uh i'm not sure i think it may have been strangulation and oh i love it all uh, <laughs> it's just weird because we everyone has the cushions of this guy he was the go-to guy for cushions <laughs> and like i was, was just sitting on those cushions like a week ago <laughs> and but it was the cushions of a mother murderer so everyone kept the cushions after they found out. They were like, well... They're good cushions. <laughs> Thank you, Tom Sibley. Thank you. Did you... <laughs> when I listened back to that tonight earlier, I 
I realized that when he said, like, he was, there was this thing and there was this guy and he murdered his mother. And you could hear me in the background crack up. <laughs> and I, don't, I think it's just glee, like giddy glee at the yes. story. Yes. That's fucking, like, most people who are not you would be like, what the fuck? Did you just laugh at him killing his mom? Because you know what it is? It's like, this is the shit. People walk around all day going I, like, what'd you watch on TV last night? And uh, the, can you believe this weather? It's still so warm. But at the end of the day, people are murdering yeah. people and doing extreme insane things. Also, when, the second he said made couch cushions, I started laughing because if for some reason, and maybe it's because the Hillside Stranglers, the one of them mm -hmm. was a upholsterer. Oh, really? I think so. Okay. I think that's why, uh, where it came from. I'm not sure, but their upholstery has something to do with it. But something about that is so sinister to yeah. me. It's like, it's like there's tools that are very like violent in, yeah. in upholstery. And I thought it was, Yeah. That's that's a really that good one. Sense. Plus, I love that everyone has one of these stories, and like no one ever asks them these stories. Yes, they'll never tell them. Right. Unless you. Everyone has one of these stories. Yes. Yeah. And it, and it's just because it's like the thing that freaked you out. Yeah. There's always something freaky and insane. Yeah. Yeah. Should we end it on that? I think so. Okay. Is there anything else? No, I don't know you. You want to add anything? Um. I don't know, just like try to be nice to people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people like get murdered. Like people you don't really know once you see in the grocery store line. That suck for them. And also just for yourself, like be excited that you're not murdered yeah. yet. Yeah. And enjoy yourself. Do what you want. Don't do what like you're you're someone's telling you you have to do because there's no have to because you never know what could happen. You never know. This is really I mean, when it comes down to it, this is a positive podcast yeah. where we're trying to lift people up. Yeah. And make them their best selves. And sometimes you lift, we lift each other up by pushing down the murdered. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. as if to say, it's a celebration of life. Yeah. L'chaim to life. L'chaim. <laughs> life and death. <laughs>